very welcome to it. Each week, I'll be traveling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. And this week's no different. I'm going to be speaking with Brendan Bale, the co-founder alongside his his wife, Amy Bale, uh, of the Green Gazelles Rugby Club, the world's first uh, vegan rugby club. So for those of you who don't know, Rugby Sevens is a version of uh, of rugby that has uh, smaller teams uh, on the same size pitch and therefore requires an incredible degree of um, of stamina, agility, power, pace, um, all the things you associate with uh, a game of 15s rugby. Um, but with all of that space and ground to cover, uh, it requires uh, a degree more athleticism in, in many ways. Um, so to to start a vegan rugby club requires uh, uh, an incredible amount of uh, bravery, if you like, uh, from Amy and Brendan. Um, many people would have doubted them. Um, we'll hear all about that uh, in, in this episode of the podcast, um, but more power to them. It's an incredible form of activism. Um, and uh, without further ado, uh, let me introduce you to uh, Brendan, uh, and myself having a conversation about the Green Gazelles Rugby Club. She had a ser- serious back problem with, uh, she had herniated discs and all sorts of issues going on, and she was in absolute um, agony. And for her, it was either surgery or, you know, try and go down a different route. And that route was um, seeking out an anti-inflammatory diet and, you know, basically adopting a vegan vegan lifestyle, uh, plant-based diet. Um, and within literally a few weeks, uh, she, you know, her pain was massively reduced. She felt so much more confident, better her mind felt a little bit clearer and I think it was within sort of six weeks she was you know almost healed and that pain had dramatically reduced and she was able to have a night's sleep um yeah so it was basically at that sort of point really um when we were sort of researching online that I wanted to support her and so we did it together and I was a little bit, you know, cautious before, like, oh, where am I going to get my protein? And, you know, is this going to have an impact on on my rugby or just in, in general life? And within a week, uh, I felt amazing personally. Like, just cutting out dairy was, like, a big one. And, you know, I felt stronger, fitter, and felt more athletic and felt more energised when I woke up in the morning. And so I continued it continued it and continued it and for me a big measure of you know uh how i'm feeling or you know my my overall sort of general fitness i like to for example do a a mile and a half run uh, best effort and after six weeks i knocked like a good minute off my mile and a half time and and it was a personal best and for for me that was you know excuse well pun intended, uh, that was the game changer um, for me. And I never looked back. And I just and I just really enjoyed it. It was really interesting. 
and going to, you know, traveling and going to different cities and going on um, Happy Cow and seeing what vegan opportunities there are in that town or city was, you know, really exciting. Both, you know, for Amy and I, it was, it was really good. Did, um, you know, it sounds like a fairly smooth sort of transition and you felt all these benefits like fairly, fairly quickly and they didn't sort of stop. Was there kind of friends, family, colleagues, perhaps some of your, your sort of rugby teammates who were saying, you know, Brendan, what, what are you doing? What, what's all this about? Yeah, I think um, there was a clearly within the sort of rugby society, there's a lot of banter. But, you know, it's all sort of welcome banter. And a lot of my rugby mates were like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, here we go. Vegan this, vegan that. And um, actually, um, you know, performance increased, uh, improved on the pitch. So people were like, oh, fair enough. But, you know, it's a difficult topic to have, you know, with family, friends um, and just general sort of people because it's such a contentious topic. Um, and yeah, absolutely bumps along the way with, with people and a lot of people, um, automatically become nutritionists and like, want to cut, cut, cut you down left, right and center. But at the same time, um, it's just having the sort of self-belief and, you know, taking that time out to research what you're doing. Um, cause absolutely you can get it wrong if you don't research what you're doing. Um, you take the wrong or, you know, you get the wrong advice or you, you listen to the wrong people you know, ultimately, you know, you aren't going to feel great. For us, uh, or in particular, um, my partner, Amy, she spent hours because she was off, um, off work for a long time with her back. She just invested her whole time into research and nutrition. So um, it was pretty smooth. Um, in turn, but it's all is, you know, I'm a very positive person, glass half full. So, like for me, it was it was good fun, like researching new you know new recipes and trying to work out where I can get protein from or whatever, you know. So um, it was exciting, and yeah, I just took it in my stride really, and I'm glad I did. Did the um, you know, Amy's doing all this research and she's clearly going sort of deep down the the kind of rabbit hole. Was she? Was it was the kind of vegan sort of diet aspect of veganism? Was that uh, a seed that was planted for her from sort of medical professionals, or was that just through that research of like how do I stop this this pain and how do I get this uh, anti-inflammatory kind of diet? Was was it her own research, or was there somebody kind of guiding her to it? So like a lot of the doctors and, you know, medical professionals were all like, you know, you've got to have surgery. Um, but obviously then the risks with surgery is that you'll have scar tissue and that scar tissue will just keep growing. And for a young person, it's not good. So a lot of, lot of the sort of medical professionals were like, yeah, let's get in there, let's fix it. But Amy's very, um, you know, she's very, uh, she likes to, to seek out both sides of the spectrum, you know, for different opinions and actually being her being a long sort of a lifelong vegetarian and absolute massive lover of animals um adopting a vegan lifestyle for her was you know brilliant and actually it i think it i don't know if there was a placebo effect or anything but in terms of like she felt stronger because she was protecting animals which you know it's it's great you know i absolutely love it and and you know she's she's taught me a lot and over the last sort of few years now, it's you know I feel so much more compassionate if that makes sense with with um with how I go about my life. 
Yeah, I was, I was going to ask that actually. So obviously, you came you came at it initially through the health angle. But for Amy, it sounds like she'd had a you know obviously a strong um, a strong sort of moral compass around the the animal ethics side of things. Um, but you did initially come in from that health angle. Did did that kind of the the other sort of prongs of veganism, if you like, the sort of the three of them, the uh, the environment and the animals, along with the health. Did did they come for you fairly quickly, or was that kind of quite deep into the journey before you sort of discovered all of that kind of um, those kind of added benefits to uh, kind of other sentient beings and and the the planet. I think, um, yeah, it, it, it took a little bit of time. And then it's because the more I researched, the more I realized, you know, all about the whole, you know, meat dairy industry. And for me, initially, it was definitely health, you know, completely health. Uh, you know, I felt better. But the more and more I did my research online, the more, um, you know, Netflix documentaries and, you know, YouTube videos, um, go into like plant you know plant powered ex- expo and veg fest and all of the inspirational people who had defended animals you know ethically i felt like you know what i was doing before was was wrong and but i'm not good i'm a very much forward thinker so i'm not going to like dwell on the past but moving forward it's like yeah no i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't eat anything that you know was had an animal's input on you know like that's it for me um so ethically and then moving on to environmental absolutely it's 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 a difficult one the environmental one because if you start um i think you you've got to be careful um with your how you live your whole life and that's like you know air travel driving a car and and it you know we can see how much um, your whole sort of overall carbon footprint can have a massive impact on the environment but now um three three years in i want to really improve my carbon footprint and i want to do every absolutely everything i can now moving forwards um to improve the environment i think that's a really great point you make there is you sort of as you go deeper in don't you sort of um i think you probably become more open to change because you've made such a fundamental change to your lifestyle with your sort of diet and the uh, and the you know your your view on the kind of how we sort of use in inverted commas or used animals uh, as you go down that that kind of rabbit hole you start you're just a lot more open to you know what do I do for my energy provider and how am I going to go on holiday and travel and you know you start to look at every angle don't you I don't know about you but I, I certainly found that, that as I as I went on the journey I know it's really really random but um, took a trip one of my one of our players, Shane, Shane, uh, Shane Roberto, uh, I took him to Bath and it's just one of those random things. You're walking through the city and all you see is vegan signs. I, it was veganuary, uh, <laughs> that said, but um, everywhere we went, it was like, that's vegan, that's vegan, that's vegan. And it was like, well, it seems like, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's uh, I think this this veganuary that's just gone was was certainly i think the most successful yet and it, and there does seem to be an explosion uh in the vegan community although although i'm always really sort of um mindful i think somebody said to me it might have been in a podcast actually a, a while back it, in fact it was um it was it was captain hammerstead from sea shepherd and he said you know like we can get a bit caught up sometimes in our sort of social media bubble 
uh, in veganism that we think it's we've we've made this huge progress and we have but there is definitely a uh, an element of there's so much further to go you know and it really it did really stop me in my tracks and think actually we've got we've got so much more to fight for yet sort of thing yeah no that's a really really good point actually yeah it's d- difficult isn't it sometimes you, you sort of that's suppose that's the nature of social media isn't it you you sort of the the more you like stuff the more you see of it so right, if, you're, if you're looking for a yellow car you'll see a yellow car um but yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, I'm I'm really intrigued to get a little bit deeper into the kind of the rugby community on this one because I can see them sort of, you know, they they've watched you on the pitch and seen that well, there's an obvious improvement. You know, Brendan's quicker, uh, he recovers better, all of these kind of things. Um, but as you started to kind of the you know think as you started to go deeper into the journey and you started to think about the environmental concerns, the animal welfare. That I can imagine in a in a sort of very uh, stereotypically kind of masculine world, um, some of those those areas would, would I could imagine would definitely be up for I'd say banter and inverted commas or, or certainly some very strong questioning from some people in that in that world and that community. Did did you experience a bit of that sort of first off? Oh yeah, loads of it. Um, it was like oh, like you know. Uh, you know what are you doing? You know you you're gonna be um, you're gonna turn into a stick insect. Uh, you're not gonna be able to take the impacts, uh, bro. You're gonna be broken. Um, you're gonna have you know brittle brittle bones. And <laughs> but um, it's uh, <laughs> it's but you know I, I like um, I like a bit of that banter because it sort of fuels my fire. Um, but there was also guys you know uh, on the pitch who were also like, well, I wanna you know I might have a bit of that. How do, how do I do that? Or, you know, might not, they might not want to do it full time, but how do I, you know, Monday to Friday, how, how can I improve my sort of meal selection or what I'm consuming to maybe have a step up in my performance? And, and I, I certainly found that, um, but it's a tough topic and, you know, uh, very, when you're in a masculine, um, environment and then, you, you know, I'll give an example. I did, uh, I did my coaching courses, uh, in North Germany at a military base and it was an absolutely spot on fantastic course and really random uh, I went into like you know a place where you get some food uh, and I said you know have you got any uh, soy milk or have you got some like oat milk or something uh, instead of normal milk and, and the guy was like just looked at me blankly or you know like, <laughs> and uh, he goes no you know what I respect you I respect it um, I'm going to get you some well anyway so we go to do all our introductions and, and, and the and the guy running the course comes in and goes, uh, can I just stop it? Who's the guy who asked for, uh, you know, some dairy milk, uh, so not some dairy milk, some oat milk this morning. And I was like, oh, it's one of those moments, you know, yeah. 20, 20 <laughs> lads in there. Everyone's eyeing each other up, measuring each, measuring each other up. And I was like, put my ha- hand up. I was like, oh, it, it was me. Um, you know, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> but I was like, hey, you know, and so I took a bit of banter, but it's one of those scenarios where, you know, you either put your hand up or you don't. And, you know, I thought, screw it, I'll put my hand up. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> so straight away, it, it broke it broke that sort of initial coarse nerves for everyone. But obviously then I was like, uh, you know, I'm that weird kid in the corner who drinks odd milk. But um, it was good, though. It was all done in, it, it was all done in a good way. 
and you mentioned kind of people have people started to to kind of ask questions and and maybe even try it a few days a week so on and so forth did did you did you find there was any players who went the whole hog who kind of converted off the back of seeing your your example back in those early days um i wouldn't say uh fully there was definitely you know three or four guys who gave it a go um but um particularly now where we are presently um definitely yeah there's been so many people messaging through and which is really really positive and yeah before we get into that sort of stuff um there was definitely quite a few people out there who were keen to basically just find out you know what am i eating you know and a lot of people were like oh all you eat is cardboard um but <laughs> cardboard and drink water but um you know i used to just <laughs> show them pictures on my phone and just i sort of just brushed it over really initially because i was still also finding my own feet with it all i'm intrigued at this point as so you've you know you've embraced veganism uh your partner has as well she's obviously feeling all of these benefits you've started to to weather some of the the sort of uh the rugby lads and the the banter storm that came your way um at, at what point did you think do you know what there's there's enough interest out there to form a vegan rugby team yeah so i know this is really random sort of um amy knowledge every evening we used to go for a nice walk just um opportunity to have a chat and think about ideas and we went for a walk and then we started thinking about you know ways that we can you know improve ourselves and you know talking about veganism and what's out there already what's not and then we started you know thought let's combine both let's chuck rugby with veganism and it was you know that sort of got the ball moving forward uh and then i was like i was like a i don't know i was just mad mad on social media mad researching online and i found so many so many um elite athletes out there across a whole range of sports um and i was like well there there must be demand um there has to be demand and you know you've got some really famous uh rugby players who who followed um, a vegan lifestyle uh, or at least um followed a plant-based diet so if they can do it you know why can't anyone else and so that's the sort of birth of green gazelles really and in terms of the the name green gazelles green being you know if i was to close my eyes and think and someone shouted vegan i would probably think of green um so <laughs> it's a very green topic and with gazelles gazelles you know they're, they're quick on their feet and being a rugby club or particularly um aiming at sevens i want players to be agile and quick and you know and so yeah it's it's it sort of was born you know the idea was born in when we were living in belgium at the time so um yeah it was born there and we sort of just progressed it at a very slow pace and then started to do full-on research and then started to do a little bit of instagram stalking and you know everyone does it you know and found actually there's quite a few you know, fit agile guys out there and girls who who would be pretty handy on a rugby pitch so yeah green gazelles Ru vegan rugby club it's it's started in incredible so you're, you're based in belgium at the time when this 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 idea kind of came came into your mind and and, and to amy's as well and at, at what 
what was the kind of initial intention and has it changed i mean was it to to form a rugby club based in belgium or or was did you have kind of broader ambitions i think the uh our main aspiration was to get uh fit plant-based plant-based vegan athletes whatever on a rugby pitch and just see how we get on and see if we can go up against some um other teams and you know do all right basically just to maybe break break a bit of that stigma and and to sort of promote actually the healthy aspect of being well following a plant-based diet and so that was the initial sort of you know objective really was let's just get people together let's give it a go so initially, it was literally just just get some people on a pitch, whether, <laughs> wherever that is, whether it's in Belgium or or back in the UK. It was just get some rugby players on a pitch who are vegan and see how they get on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, love it. And it sort of just developed and developed, and as it was like, um, it was just the amount. And this is why I feel so happy about this project or and and club that there's just been an endless supply of positive messages and people just going that's such a cool idea you know whether they're vegan or not there's been so many you know just random messages come through and say guys i don't really agree with veganism but i tell you what what a cool idea and i wish you all the best and um but getting some sort of good quality messages from players who are you know you know have had good rugby careers or or are on the path to have a very good rugby career that's the biggest thing for me. And and we've had a huge amount of interest, really, considering, you know, vegan rugby players. You, you know, most people who I talk to, uh, or some people I spoke to at the, at the time, were like, there'll be no one. You know, you're really going to struggle. To, you're going to struggle <laughs> to have a front row. And then, like, you know, I'm straight away, I'm on the phone to you. Or, you know, we're, we're now doing a podcast and you are going to be one of the front row, you know? So it's... it's um, <laughs> and there are some absolute... Um, quality players out there who, who were actually in the front row and have played at a very very high um premiership standard so it's um it's quite interesting it's um yeah how it's how how the uh you know how the ideas developed you know it's it's you know gained gained some real good uh, momentum at the moment uh it's it's um it's obviously a difficult time uh with the covid um virus which is an absolutely unprecedented uh, time for everyone. So it's, um, yeah, test and adjust at the moment, but it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's kind of um, on pause and a bit uncertain for everybody. But uh, it's certainly the development up to now of the rugby clubs is is, is phenomenal. I mean, um, what's the, the scale of the pool of players you've got now? How, how many is it is it totaling? Yeah, so... and and. So the club now is is um, worldwide. So we got players uh, in New Zealand, uh, Australia, all over America, Europe. Uh, there was one guy in Russia. <laughs> he was a uh, yeah. But we, you know, we got players. Um, I would say we we have approximately between sort of seventy to eighty players now. Um, <laughs> really, we've got eighty percent um, male players, uh, but we've got some absolute class. Um, women lined up uh jade conkle you know scott scottish international plays at harlequins now um it's difficult to say if she'd play um for us because uh she's contracted in 
but her support has been really, really, um, really, really strong and very, very helpful and wise. So uh, it's great to have people who are excelling um, on the rugby pitch, you know, behind us and supporting us. It's incredible, actually. There's a number, isn't there, of um, professional rugby players, both current and and recently ex-players. I mean, even even uh, I think an ex-all black is is sort of involved in the club as well. So, be interesting to hear some of the um, some of the names who either are in support or have kind of pledged to play so far. Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest um, I'd say probably one of the biggest names that we've got who is keen to. Um, keen to play um, at some point or or at least help coach uh, is Mirko Bergamasco you know he's he's openly vegan and he's really you know he's a real legend of the rugby game as well Um, you know I always as like you know as a younger younger adult uh, watched Mirko on the rugby pitch on the Six Nations and uh, yeah it'd be it's just fascinating um, if we can get him up um, to come play for us in a tournament, um, it'd be wicked. And um, his energy and his experience will just be work wonders. Just for morale, morale aside, you know, um, having Mirko on the pitch, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so it's good. I'm not going to say too many names um, yeah. of who we might get because they're um, they're under contract and everything. So, but they're. There seems to be an increase of rugby players turning to a plant-based diet. So we might hopefully, well, touch wood, we might get a few a few more um, players step forward. But um, it sort of brings us into uh, where we want to move on to uh, in the future. Well, a, a long-term, long-term aspiration of mine, really, um, or as a club, is to be able to field a sort of elite 15 Um in a sort of exhibition fixture, hopefully at a good stadium. I tell you, one one place that I'd love to love for us to play at would be the Rec or um, Twickenham Stoop, and basically feature like a world fifteen um, of the best vegan rugby players, and just see how we get on against and a sort of like an equal equal side. Yeah, that would that would be incredible, you know. And and what a, what a showcase for for veganism and uh, and um especially with some of the the elite players that you've got sort of lined up and uh yeah obviously super conscious of a lot of them are under contract and so on so we can't we can't say too much but there, there's some incredible names lined up and um uh and, and with those 70 players I, th- I think what i've i've loved to sort of see is that you've got all of all abilities, all, all standards, all levels of rugby covered, um, and and a lot of countries as well, which is which is quite incredible. One or two examples. So Josh Josh uh, Sargent, brand new to the game of rugby, but he's an all round athlete. So he's got that agility, he's got that speed and strength. So, and he's been really receptive and um, you know forward leaning, asking for advice, um, be it. Um, nutrition you know how to sort of adapt a diet towards rugby um how to you know be a better rugby player or learn the game so he you know he's just one example uh, josh grierson he's he must be six foot six foot six um absolute monster of a player and he's going to be so <laughs> he's going to be crucial to us actually him and him and big connor from um active vegans those those two are um our, our two big guys um, who are going to cause hopefully a bit of damage 
But um, yeah, we got. I'll do a shout out to to Chris O'Reilly as well. He's he's um he's a firefighter over in Australia. Um, absolute uh, top bloke, and we've had plenty of phone calls together. And his sort of energy and drive um, since uh, Green Gazelle set up has just been it's been pleasing because he's like you know absolutely blitzing it in the gym and everything around his lifestyle now is aimed towards coming and representing green gazelles um hopefully you know this year such would but um there's just so many nice people and like you say of all abilities some people absolutely brand new to the game but they want to support the green gazelles they want to get out with like-minded people and have a go at rugby and it's, you know, we're, we're kicking off with sevens rugby. You know, that's going to be our sort of main output, really, for the next year to two years. And sevens rugby is such a cool game. Uh, it's very fast, it's dynamic, it's creative, and it's very social at the same time. So getting all these guys out and girls out will just be a good party. So we play the rugby and then party afterwards. Uh, and that's the sort of spirit and that's the sort of where I want to go with it all, really. Yeah, you talk about that that spirit there. I mean, I was I was lucky enough to to come out and train with uh, alongside the sort of green gazelles and feature in the hopefully in a upcoming documentary. We'll see how it goes, um, which we, we might get onto actually. If I don't know if you've got anything to share about that, but we we can we can talk about that if you have. Um, but the it just it really did strike me that that on that on that day of training, and it was a it's a long old day. It was great fun. But just the the characters uh, and the 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 uh, the sort of desire, willingness to share and support one another um, from people who you know are are elite in their fields. I mean, there's not not uh, there's no bones about it. Some people who are you know kind of real athletes, really prepared to support everyone. You know of every level including <laughs> including podcasters who who sort of <laughs> who are a bit substandard who play in the front row but um but yeah it was it's just incredible you know you talk about connor and, and and matt um uh matt from uh yeah matt dickens you know just some incredible incredible guys who are really supportive um and that seems to be a culture that you've really already kind of in its early days already built in the club yeah i think um that that you know that day um, that training was a was good fun getting Glenn Jones out as well that was a good good mix there but um, yeah that the the energy there and just how people have supported each other just eat, you know people didn't we all we all sort of you know spoke on Instagram or spoke on social media you know a couple of phone calls but um, how we connected was just you know it was, <laughs> it, was it was it was yeah you can't really describe it it was just everyone linked in very well everyone listened to each other you know matt dickens straight away uh, came in to sort of a coaching role which you know he's got a lot of experience um and i'm really really pleased he's um so keen to get involved with the green gazelles be it as a coach or player um but everyone just mixed in and it's really pleased and even after our sort of first session you know, we've all kept in contact. We're all helping each other out in in certain certain ways, and it's exciting to just build on that. Really, um, the I think the biggest um, biggest thing for me um, during that day 
was just I think probably the when we had the when we had the meal and we all just bounced off each other and just chatted some stories and talked about you know how we you know our our own personal journeys and talked a bit about nutrition and and sort of how we've all experienced a bit of that banter and and actually you know we're united and like come on let's all stand stand together and when that first whistle blows and that first tournament we go out there and you know we play for each other and so I think we're almost like bonded like brothers you know it's 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 really great it's really crazy but um it felt good yeah definitely it's an amazing sort of um sense of inclusivity that you know I've been involved in various sort of sports teams over the years and uh yeah, and you rarely find that level of inclusivity. You know, most sports teams have got have got cliques and um, and little groups, and uh, people sort of splinter off. And I think sort of veganism as a sort of focal point allowed allowed everyone to sort of um, bring their own differences and their own kind of um, their own kind of personalities and and lifestyles to the table with this knowing that we all had this shared um, shared sort of belief system, if you like. Um, it'd be great to kind of hear a little bit about the sort of the plans. So we, we've got the sort of international players lined up, elite level. Uh, what sort of what sort of tournaments do you kind of anticipate that Green Gazelles are going to feature in? You know, what's the what's the plan? Yeah, so um, basically, a big lorry's gone into that plan at the moment, um, which is COVID COVID nineteen. However. Um, most importantly, you know, we stay at home, we take care of each other and that's absolute um, priority above anything else. But, you know, when, when, when this does uh, blow over, um, we're going we're gonna to hopefully kickstart with our first sevens tournament in Guildford in May. That's at this stage looking very unlikely. So um, we'll push to uh, either Brussels sevens, which might be unlikely as well now, um, but... Uh, hopefully play our first rugby in July, which I think is a realistic give or take uh, at current time. Um, it's achievable, I think, July. And that will be London Utopia. And we've got North Dorset Sevens. So two really, really good tournaments to you know, promote who we are and get a bit of game time um, under us and just see how we see how we get on. I think the, the the struggle for me uh, in the short term is selecting a side because there's so many people keen to play, uh, and it's you know you, you we almost could probably get two teams um, entered. So I'm having a little think about you know in terms of how many teams I want to enter and and just working on that at the moment. But in terms of sort of this year's plan, it's hit up as many tournaments as we can sevens on the sevens front. And then we move, and we move into December time. And I've submitted an application for Dubai Sevens, so that will be a bit of a bit of a tour for us, and sort of a middle ground for some of the guys who live out in the Middle East. And so, yeah, I think that will be our sort of big, sort of everything. You know, all the tournaments will be a work up towards Dubai, really. Um, and yeah, we'll just see how we get on, really. And it's it's, it's always going to be tough in your first first season as a team because it'll be test and adjust. It, it's get you know we're gonna we're gonna make errors, we're gonna lose games, but we're also gonna score some good tries, and we're we're gonna make some make some memories that will just be be a 
be at the, uh, you know, all those social nights, just reminiscing on, you know, how someone knocked it on over the line or, you know, got really drunk and, you know, we left him somewhere and whatever, <laughs> whatever happens on a rugby tour. Um, yeah. So that's the sort of main focus for 2020. Um, and then the same focus for 2021, really. Um, I want to get over to, to the States in 2021. So February, uh, March time, I want to head over to LA or Las Vegas and hit up a sevens tournament there. Uh, and then just look to expand what we're doing really and try and set up some type of buddy buddy system where it's almost like the green gazelles academy for people who you know are open to try a plant-based diet and they just need that extra little bit of support you know and just some advice so that's something i want to sort of expand in 21 and then move into 2022 is is i want to i want us to have that um select 15 exhibition fixture and i want that to be a big ticket item and something that we're all working towards and training hard individually and as a team for. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got some incredible plans there, there, Brendan, and really thought about it into the future. Um, I, I'm intrigued as to like, is there any kind of other sports teams? And I appreciate there's not many around, but is there any that, uh, from a sort of veganism perspective and promotion of that you've kind of looked at as a bit of a blueprint or, or modelled yourselves on? I'm thinking kind of. You know, Forest Green Rovers. I appreciate the sports different, and the the model is different in terms of it being a uh, a far more uh, free roaming club. But have you been inspired by any of those that you've seen? Maybe the the sort of Hamilton example in F one. You know, a- anything that across sport that you've um, has inspired you? Yeah, well, particularly during that research period, um, tennis is a big yeah. Lewis Hamilton, one hundred percent. You know he's such a he's such a good leader. Um, what he's doing and promoting is fantastic. <clears throat> um, Forest Green Rovers, one hundred percent. You know they are doing some incredible things. Dale Vince. I even had um. I think you actually did a good bit of work for me. You pushed um. You pushed me in the direction of Jade, who works in the runs the kitchen there, and um, we've had some messages with each other, and it's 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 all positive stuff. Um. I'd love to be able to have a, you know, have a opportunity to talk to uh, Dale Vince and just, you know, hear some of his, how he leads and, you know, how he maps out his sort of, um, you know, financial plans as, you know, where, you know, where he's working towards and what other initiatives he's got on the side. And, you know, maybe if we could work together on like a, get coming together for a bit of a joint session or you know and we do a bit of football a bit of touch rugby or something so the the footballers don't get injured um or we could do full contact they might enjoy that i don't know um not with a not with conor mcdonald running <laughs> running at them <laughs> but um yeah i think um you know forest green rovers is is a really good example and they're they're such an elite elite team and club doing wonders and i think actually they're they're inspiring a lot of the other football clubs as well, um, which is really positive. Another example, um, and more recently actually, is so we, when we we saw each other, didn't we, at plant plant yeah. plant based um, plant powered expo yes, in yeah, London, yeah, and and I thought, you know, what active vegans and the plant based games are doing, Connor, Sammy, um, you know, it was really amazing to sit there and listen to their brief. 
and talk about their aspirations and you know what they're all about and how they're bringing the community together and it's that you know that sort of positive you know fit healthy just people wanting to learn be better be faster stronger all that sort of stuff that to me is exactly the sort of model um i want shape i want to shape uh, green gazelles into even more and it's yeah it's thinking a bit laterally and thinking outside of the box and how we can get more people involved how we can inspire more people and it's just I, i'm yeah i love the energy and the positiveness around plant-based games and active vegans it's it's really cool yeah and, and how did you how did you get in touch with um with connor from plant-based games did you li- literally find him and, and reach out and because uh, he's he's been a really kind of active member of green gazelles so far yeah and so i think we must have chatted on instagram initially um I was probably stalking um, stalking his Instagram account, and I saw, oh, he's a, he's a big lad. Um, let's sign him up. And then um, eventually, we had uh, we did a podcast together in London. Uh, he showed me a tootin. Uh, I went down that way, and we we went for a really cool um, some some food and whatever, and, and chatted. And you know, we got a lot of shared interest there, particularly in rugby. And he's been really helpful. Very, you know, a lot of solid, wise advice. Um, so yeah, he's been a really good contact from from the start as well. Like like many others, uh, there's been so many positive people um, giving me advice. Another guy, uh, Darren, who 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 played um, played professionally at uh, Northampton Saints. I think it was last season. Now plays still plays professionally. Darren Dordwick. Um, he's been giving me loads of good solid advice on how to you know think about shaping the club and talking about sort of rugby in general um so it'd be really cool to meet him soon uh, in person and yeah it's yeah it's exciting it's exciting times yes yeah, it certainly is it, um, i'd love to know kind of like how if people want to support the green gazelles how they could go about doing that you know what what is it that you kind of need right now i think for firstly i, I just want to say um you know thanks to all the sponsors because we have had quite a few sponsors step forward and help us in purchasing our match kit and you know being able to enter tournaments and just that that support um, has really helped me and the club move forward. Um, so human food they provide us with almost an endless supply of uh, human food bars which have kept all the players happy. Um, We've had Apex Training and Performance, which is Jade Conkle, her, her side side business. Um, Think and Grow Vegan, amazing book. Um, I'm going to um, have a chat with Glenn soon because I've got some questions to answer and we're going to do a bit of a podcast as well, I think. But Glenn's been brilliant. He's another inspiring person. Very, very you know, in the, you know, he's a gym instructor, runs all sorts of bits and pieces. Um, very funny. Uh, we've had uh, Philip Bryden at uh, Mush Nutrition, so he's our club nutritionist. He's helped us out, um, and a lot of players have taken 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 his advice. They've gone to him uh, with various questions, and he's a very experienced. Uh, he's you know over twenty years of helping um, elite athlete, athletes out, so he's a solid contact to have uh, part of the club. And I'd advise all our players to get amongst him and just and also read his book. But yeah, Tsunami uh, Sportswear, they've been proper helpful. A guy called Ian there has, has been really digging out with all my dodgy questions and 
terrible emails that I've, <laughs> I've sent him. So thank you. But um, I think that's the, the, the main thing is there already has been an endless amount of support. And where we are at the moment, we are looking for another big ticket sponsor to come in and partner up with us. But at the moment, we're okay um, on a sort of financial front and, you know, we, you know, moving forward for the next year, we're, we're, we're fine. But um, in future years, yeah, definitely looking for someone, someone who's big out there who wants to come in and, and be part of it 100%. Very cool. And and if someone's kind of um, wanting to get involved, I mean, any any standard of rugby, you know, how would they, how would they go about uh, getting in touch? Yeah, so the main thing, you, you can either go through our website, so we've got all our email addresses, social media platforms. Um, a lot of the players are now tagging us uh, in their bios and all sorts, so it's just a case of, you know, Google us, you will find us, and just drop us an email, drop us a message, whatever, on any platform, uh, one of us will pick it up and we'll get in contact, and um, we welcome anyone, just come along and get involved and um, be part of something which is going to be really, really special. Love it. Thanks. Thanks so much, Brendan. It's been awesome chatting with you. Um, love the love finding out a bit, bit more about Green Gazelles. Um, and we'll be, be sure to be checking you out um, on online on the social media uh, platforms that you're on. Uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a load more players and we'll see you out on the pitch once uh, all of the, uh, the COVID, um, uh, kind of scenario has passed by yeah absolutely hey thanks so much Jim ah, cheers appreciate it